What's up, guys? This is the Keeping It 90 Sports Podcast. I am Guardian. This is Dylan. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Keeping It 90 Sports. Comment, like, do whatever you want. Just give us attention, please. All right, here we go. Good. 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 All right. You want to start? Sure. What episode is this? Six. Six. All right. Welcome back to Keeping It 90. Episode six. We're gonna run through our top five shooting guards on this lit on this episode, which we found was extremely dis- difficult given basically the state of basketball right now and the positions or lack thereof. Yeah, so I mean we had to go back. We, they, uh, the Nets, <laughs> James Harden and Kyrie basically switched positions. That was kind of always how it was when James Harden got there. He was always running mm-hmm. point, but they've obviously fully admitted it. So. Going back on the point guard list, we both had Kyrie at four. I think so, yeah. So if we're moving him to shooting guard, we'll talk about our shooting guards later. But James Harden, for me, goes into the third best point guard, right behind uh, Steph Dame. I think, for me, he would have gone two. Just because he's got scoring titles and MVPs, so he has more like accolades than Dame. So I gave him two, and then move everyone down one. Fair enough. So Simmons, Chris Paul, Lillard. James Harden and Curry at number one for yeah, the point guard. Curry's still the number one. Adjusted. Yep. But, all right, so let's uh let's go into shooting guards. I mean, I, for me personally, this was tough. It was this tough, was too. Cause super hard. There's a lot of guys that are point guard, shooting guard, or shooting guard, small forward. So it's kind of hard to find which ones were which. Not even that. I mean, just for, like, when yeah, I was go, going over the shooting guards, like, in my mind, well, before I actually wrote it all down, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I have this top five. I was like, I have, you know, I have it roughly. It's more about ordering. And then... I started to write all the names down, and I was like, yo, I have, I have like nine dudes in my top five. Yeah. But, like, shooting guard might be the most loaded position in basketball right now. I was thinking about it earlier. You, even just in the history of basketball, you talk about top five shooting guards ever, and there's mm-hmm. a million of them. Yeah. I feel like shooting guards are always the best on the team. Yeah. But, all right, top – start top five. I I want you to kick it off. Who's, who's, your, who's your fifth? I'll put – first, I want to put my honorable mention in there. He was real close. I put CJ McCollum just missed the top five. He's obviously he's Dame's right hand man. He's a he's almost he's just as good almost. He just he's a beast, but he just he he didn't make top five just because he like he likes defense. He's not very good on defense, so I had him miss the top five. So now for number five, I have Jalen Brown, who is up young and upcoming, up incoming words, but he. He's what well, this year he's got he's going twenty seven five and three which is ridiculous. The Celtics are good which helps him they're winning, and he's actually he's been good in the playoffs the last year or two. He's been he shows he can make and take big shots. Yeah yeah, and so I, I have him in number five. I like that I, I like him there. Jalen yeah. Brown's super good. Yeah. Sorry, go yeah. on. And also my top five is a, kind of a combination of this season only or not. Is like this season what they're doing and what they've also done in the past. Because mm-hmm. like obviously you can't take into account playoffs from this year because they haven't happened yet. Yeah. So playoffs played a big role I think in how I layered my top five. Yeah. Um. Going on with Jalen Brown. I mean I agree. He he's up there. He's really good. He's incredibly polished. His offensive game. I mean he has it all. He has a good mid range. He can shoot the three. He can take. You know he drives. He can dribble. He really has it all. He's a really well rounded offensive game. And he kind of just he constantly throughout his career has just flown under the radar because of Jason Tatum. Yep. And 
And he plays what gave him the edge over CJ was his defense. He plays really good defense. Incredible defense. Yeah. What I uh, so I mean I I lo- I've always loved Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of I I do wish the Celtics would play a little bit more through him or you know give him the ball, give him the clutch shot, give him the, give him moments because he's taking clutch shots, but it's never been like that an isolation on Jalen Brown. And it's like he's he is that good of a player where he could be he should be taking those shots. He's super efficient with it too. Mm-hmm. He shoots over fifty percent and forty three percent from three. Right? Yeah. So I mean he's good his his offensive game is nuts. He's really good on defense. Um my number five spot, I have Jimmy Butler. Well you got him out low. That's yeah. surprising. It, it was it was really tough. I mean personally when you, as, when you, it was the looking at the numbers is what like it kinda of surprised me about Jimmy Butler. They weren't as high as I thought. Yeah, I mean uh, it, it, it's it's more I didn't I actually tried not to look at numbers I tried to just look at you know like their play yeah. look, look at actually like you know, how they play and Jimmy Butler obviously is exceptional defensively and that's what he's best known for um, so his offensive numbers don't look as good but you know we, we we've seen it before where he steps up he's the guy he elevates his team he can put up crazy numbers he can you know he can score. He, 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 just regularly, he doesn't look like, you know, he's not the best three-point shooter. He's not the best mid-range, but, like... When it just, matters. When, when it matters, he's there, and he's taking those shots, yep. and he makes them, and he's good. So, I, I did put him a little lower because in the regular season, you know, he, he not, like, not has a tendency to coast, but he, he doesn't... he I almost feel like he doesn't feel the need to... Um, to go out and put crazy numbers, but this this he's gonna have to start too. Yeah, but he's also been out for a long time, yeah, so he, the, the Heat need it. But he just had a really big game the other day. Yeah, so I mean he's phenomenal. I I've always loved Jimmy Butler. I'm glad he's with the Heat, but it's hard to you know, other. We know you got other dudes that can go out have to that have to go out and essentially do a little bit more in the regular season to keep their teams above water, and they are doing that. I, you know, I kind of give the edge to those guys a little bit, but. And then playoffs are going to come around, and Jimmy Butler is going to look like the best shooting card in the league again. Yeah. So I mean, I'm going to eat my words. He beat LeBron out in every stat in one game. That never yeah, happens in the never. finals. That's it's literally insane. the first time any anyone has ever done that in a playoff. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. Who's your number four? Number four, I have Bradley Beal, and he's up. He's higher than Brown, and he's he doesn't get like he hasn't gotten to the playoffs as much. I mean, Jalen Brown's younger, but he's only he's been to the playoffs four times in nine seasons. But he puts up good numbers, and right now, I mean, you can't. I mean, he puts up thirty-something points a game, and it's just he's an unstoppable scorer. I mean, I, I don't know. I wish we could see him more in the playoffs, but what he does in the regular season definitely warrants him being top five. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, I mean, we're still hoping he gets traded so yeah, he can be on a contender. Um, Bradley Beal, it, it goes without it goes without saying, and you know, last year as an All Star snub. And this year he's finally getting recognized, even though you better know, start. Yeah, because he's he's going off. Yeah, and that's that's just an, another one of those things. And then you you look at I'm Bradley Beal got snubbed last year, and I want to talk about that a little bit. And then you look at it, and you're like, oh, it's you know, it's who who does the voting? It's awful. But then again, you go and look at you look at all the guards, and you're like, there's so there's there's so, so many. many good ones. Yes. It's like you know, someone's got to get snubbed. Yeah, someone has like it's 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 crazy to even think about. Um, my number four is Jalen Brown. Yep. So I'm with you there. I I'm a little bit higher just because he I I just think he's a little bit more polished and I feel like his role is a little bit limited. I think it's limiting him a little bit. I mean he start he's stepping up more this year. This year yeah. he's putting up higher numbers and everything. Mm-hmm. But I I just, again I just feel like they're they don't even play through him. I feel like they play well, obviously they play through Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um. But I feel like even more they have more setups for Kemba, which I feel like like also yeah yeah even offensively I think Jalen Brown 
is he's good. Is I mean, be better. Is better than Kemba right now because Kemba. Kemba's just hurt. Yeah, he's kind of. I mean, he's just breaking down. Unfortunately, yeah, it's not as good as it as he used to be. So I hope and hope he gets back and hope he gets healthy. But it's also incredibly hard to start three um, wing players that are all that high caliber of scoring. Yeah. So. Kemba's the other one kind of suffering a little bit because Jalen Brown stepped up this year. Which, yeah, it makes it more even more impressive is he's not getting as many of those shots and, uh, like, opportunities, but he's still putting up ridiculous numbers. Are you talking to Kem- about Kemba or Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown. Because mm-hmm. he, 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 when he he's takes efficient. a shot, he's making it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's efficient. And that's what I that's one of the things I love most about him, that and, again, his defense. Defense yes. is a big thing to me. Yeah. Um, number three, I'll start this time. I got Bradley Beal as my number three, and so again I got him a little bit higher, and I'm kind of I think I'm figuring out your list as you know, as you say yours, um, but I got Bradley Beal. It, again, it goes without saying, man, he's just so good. He needs to he needs to be he needs to get more playoff experience and have because when when the Wizards were in playoffs, they had they had a good team. They had they had, they had John Wall. Wall. They had like Otto Porter and they had Trevor Ariza, like solid team. Because obviously he's not gonna be able to do it by himself. Yeah, it's really. I mean, especially with the team they've got right now. Yeah. Um, but Bradley Beal, I mean, he can just – the dude is just can, – can score yes. in every way possible. And that is – that, that for me, is absolutely was what I want in my shooting guard. I want a oh, guy yeah. that can go out and just get a bucket. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's one-on-one, if you're going to double-team him. He can pull the three. He can pull mid-range. He's driving. He's just out there getting buckets. And he's putting – what is he – I mean, he's putting up like 32, 33, 34 a night. Mm-hmm. It's still losing, unfortunately. And it's kind of, yeah, and it's kind of like he he's getting almost like Steph Curry type treatment where the, he he they have the ball, they know who's going to shoot it, so yeah. they got he gets like a wall of defenders you have to worry about, and he's still putting up thirty three points a game. Right. Um, I mean, incredibly good player. Who's your number three? My number three, my guy, Donovan Mitchell. I know you you like to say talk about how he's inefficient and puts up a lot of shots. In it. I know you're not a, the biggest fan of Mitchell, but clearly I like Donovan Mitchell a lot. This year, I mean, they have the best record in the league. The guy's putting up stupid numbers. Like, he's got – or not, not not stupid, but, I mean, he's putting up 24, 5, and 5 with 42% three-point, which is efficient. Mm-hmm. Which, in, pa- in past years, he hasn't been that efficient, which was kind of, like, downside to him. But it's his efficiency he's picked up. And my biggest thing is the playoffs. Since his rookie year, when it's the playoffs, he shows up, and he puts up numbers. Yep. It's 27 points a game, and he just you wa- you'll watch the games in the playoffs, and he just dominates them, and it's impressive for a guy so young to be that, like you were saying with Jalen Brown, polished in the playoffs. Like he's he, he turns it on in the playoffs. Yeah, I I like Donovan Mitchell. So I mean, I used to give him a lot. I, he was a little bit a little inefficient for me, but I kind of came to realize that he, I mean he I I. I, I don't have him in my top five, and it re- it was really hard for me. I really wanted to put him. I mean, he was one of those guys that I had him. He was a lock for me. I was like, oh, I'm definitely got this man in the top five. Yeah. And then I wrote him. I wrote all the names down. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, and I was trying. I was trying to fit him. I swear. Like I was like, like I'm watching these games. And I'm watching all these guys. And I was basically just, I basically just watched all shooting guards this week. But yeah. So I mean, it, it was really hard. Um, I think we'll we'll talk we'll talk more about the Jazz later yeah. and what just how they've been. So I'll go more into that. Um, I mean, I do. I am um, a big turnaround. I love Donovan Mitchell this year. Yeah, like last year in the bubble in the playoffs. Obviously, it's the bubble and people were putting up pretty high numbers. But I mean, he was going like the forty points a game almost. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. All right. I mean, oh, also he should he should have won Rookie of the Year. Just putting that out there. He got robbed that one year from the guy who played his second season, Ben Simmons. 
You mean his first season? That he no, played? he got he got robbed by that his rookie year. So that's why he went off in the playoffs. He's pissed. It's illogical, but <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'll just I'll get past that. Number two, who you got? Number two, I have Jimmy, and I have him. Like the like like we were saying, the numbers aren't super impressive, but it's like the intangible things he does, especially in the playoffs. He wouldn't have been this high if it wasn't for his playoff run last year. Like I, you just see him turn it on, and I, I'm beating out LeBron in every stat is ridiculous, especially in the finals. And when they needed him to get a bucket or a stop, he would get it. He'd get both. The yeah, it's <laughs> he'd get both. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so, like regular season, he coasts a little bit, but. Playoffs is what sets him up. Yeah. And for my number two, because like if I'm if I'm in a playoff team and I have a shooting guard and I'm picking one, he's the first or second guy I go to. Yeah. Because he's mean, just great team leader. Yeah, he elevates his he, team. And, and he he gives that the like his team like like sort of like that dog, you know, like the Timberwolves weren't ready for that. That's why they didn't have him. And they you know they still made playoffs, and yeah. the only year Jimmy was there. Yeah. And I mean now look at them. And see the Heat adopted it really well and took him in and it's obviously the right move he was made for the heat that's why yeah. right? he got that culture that culture that every other every other teams are trying to like they're trying to hop on that yeah everyone they're like oh you know uh like they're like the clippers the clippers they they tried to adopt it the most they're like oh yeah we got that dog culture blah blah it's, it's like, like mm-hmm. you sit out a lot of games yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you guys <laughs> you sit out a lot of games for that i mean we got we got dudes that you know put more work in the gym and you guys let me show up to games. <laughs> I don't think y'all are dogs. I mean, more like like if literal barking in Pat Bev. But <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, no slight to the Clippers, but it it was weird. It, they they really did try to like copy that. I thought, yeah. or maybe it was the fans that nobody was. It was the players that said stuff like that too. But yeah, I don't know. Heat culture is different. Everyone should know that by now. That's just how it is. Um, did I say my number two yet? No. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Yeah. Wow. I'm, uh, I'm a little shocked you don't have him in your top five. See, I was looking at it, and I, I wanted to, but they he never made the playoffs or anything. Last year, the bubble was a big step in the right direction and showed how good he could be. Mm-hmm. And he he made a buzzer beater to win against the Mavs a couple weeks ago, and then it like showed a bunch of highlights of him making those shots, and he's a super clutch player. And obviously, you haven't seen it in the playoffs. Because he hasn't been there, so I'm really excited this year. He, if if they when they get in the playoffs, I, I can see him being just lights out. Because it yeah. seems like in big moments he can make, he makes a shot. So I think that'll get him into the top five for sure. His numbers were a little lower than I thought because everyone talks about him so much. And I was like, I'm just looking at the numbers. I was like, I thought he, maybe he'd average you know closer to 27 than 22 or 23. Mm. This year, I mean. With Chris Paul and going to the playoffs, I, he'll, his stock's going to really rise, but I want to see that first before I put him in the top five. All the other guys, I mean, they've been in the playoffs before, yeah, at least once. So I I, uh, I, I did think about that a lot as well with Devin Booker, and it, it does suck because playoffs, again, for me as well, they're huge. It's it's the biggest stage. It's the biggest moment. you got to lift your team. It's win, it's win or go home. It's so like even Bradley Beal. Like he'll, put up, he's put, he'll put up numbers when he gets to the playoffs. Yeah. So you know he can do it. Yeah. So, but my thing with Devin Booker is I, I, with all these guys, because I was just, I was thinking about it so in depth and it was so hard and I was, I was just thinking, you know, the situation, so situational about it. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of guys that are put in a really good situation for them personally, a really good situation for their career, for their career, for their play style, um, you know, just where they're at, if they're able to develop and things like that. And I think 
the Suns have really never given much to Devin Booker. So it's and he's always been that good. He's always been that guy. He's yeah. always been talked about, mm-hmm. and he's been the you know been the main scorer on the Suns at, at such a young age for so long. Yeah. And I mean, dude, you watching him, you you watch him, and you're like, there's there's no guard in that man. Yeah. His shot, uh, he just he has everything. I mean, just a couple of days ago when um, when they were playing the Sixers, um, Devin Booker, you know, took on Ben Simmons. Oh, an all-pro defender. He go and yeah, and he goes and scores on him like a few times in a row. And a lot of players, you know, don't do that. A lot of players will look for switches and things like that, um, you know, to get to get to, to get the guy that they want on them, just to make it a little bit easier for them to score. I'm not saying that they can't score on you know good players like that, but obviously you know you take your matchups. Smarter, not harder. Yeah, but Booker just goes went right at him and basically and, and at some point it's it's a, it's setting a statement. Yeah, it's like I can I can score on you. I don't care if you're you know a six ten. Uh, point guard that can guard the perimeter. I don't care if you're taller than me. I don't care if you have longer arms. It's like, I'm going to score on you. And he was shooting threes. I mean, he was just everything about him. Everything about Devin Booker, I love. That, that, I, that, that game made me look at my list a little bit. I was, like, I was reconsidering. I was like, should I put him in there? I don't know. It's just, it's tough. There's yeah, so many guys. That, it's so loaded. I mean, <laughs> I was thinking about this. Like, if, I'm, obviously, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post these lists to Instagram. Um, and someone someone could straight up tell me, like, no, you're wrong. This list is horrible. This is how it should be. And I'd be like, you might be right. You're probably right, man. You know, it's, There's just so, it's many. so hard. It's really, it's it's really, it, it was really Clay's hard. not even playing this year. Clay Thompson? Yeah. Yeah. He's another great, like, really good shooting I mean, guard. another one that's up there. I mean, I have a few guys in my honorable mentions that I just, that were in and out. And I'm like, I would watch a game and I'm like, God, this guy's good. And I'd put him up there and then I'd watch another game and I was like, God, I don't want to take him out, but I have to. Yeah. But I don't know. They just make. They need to like change numbers around. They need to make five like just more. The number five needs to have more slots. I agree. If that makes sense. Because there's like 15 dudes that are top yeah. five. <laughs> so many dudes are top five. <laughs> top five doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, I mean Booker and I. And I see I see him step up in the big moments. I see him step up in the clutch. I see him take those shots, and he he wants to be that guy, and that's why. That's why I almost I, I kind of disregarded the playoff thing. Not disregarded it, but I was able to bypass it because I'm like I know this guy's gonna step up. Yeah. I know for a fact. I I have no doubts in my mind that he's gonna be the one, and he can score on anyone. I mean, when you look at when you look at Devin Booker's like highlights, he's always scoring on someone good. Like always always a good defender. You no, know, that the the buzzer beater hit in the bubble against the Clippers was over Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah, both of them bigger than and him. Paul George fouled him too. Yeah, it's like this guy. It doesn't matter. He doesn't. He just says, "I'm gonna score," and he can score on anyone, and he has that in him. So I, I think I, I think this year is a huge emergence for Devin Booker that we're gonna see in the playoffs. Especially because once they're in the playoffs, he'll get more eyes on him, mm-hmm. so people will know and see what he's really about. Right, and he's always he's always been talked about, but talked about like is that undercard and that young up and coming guy. You always hear like, about it, but you're not seeing it. Yep, and I think now, you know, like I said, you've been talking about that up-and-coming young guy. Now, now is the time. Yeah. Now is the time for him to just to, to be that guy. And I think, I think that the, the Suns have a good team. Oh, yeah. I think the I think the West is loaded. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, God, it, it's it's insane. So I mean, depending, I mean, depending on how the seedings go, depending on how everything goes, but the, whoever they play against, it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough series, and I don't, I don't doubt that he's going to ball out. Yeah. So, number one, I think it's obvious. Yeah, Luca, Luca, Luca. It's gotta be. It's kind of weird because he could be a point guard or a shooting guard or even a small forward, but he lands in this list and yeah. he's number one at this position. Yep. 
for me it's without a doubt um i guess no i can't say that because that's at one point i did move him but i was i was moving him around and i was like thinking about it and i was like I was like, you know, he's so uh, he's so young and he's gonna get better. These guys are older. But I was like, no, that's not fair. I can't fault him for his own for his age. Yeah. He, I mean, if he's better than someone now being young and while figuring out the league, then he's better than them now. Yeah. And that's the thing is he's he's only gonna get better. I mean, he puts up stupid numbers, but he at some point he's gonna be able to fine tune it and he's gonna be able to realize he's like, yo, like, you know, maybe maybe even if his numbers like decline, he's gonna be get he's gonna be a better player because. He's he is being forced to do everything, everything for that team, which is insane. There's there's guys that are doing that, and you know there's there's guys that are doing all, everything for their team, um, but I feel like it's the, it's a role that like you know they took on themselves and then they chose to, and they're also older guys. I'm yeah. talking like the James Hardens, you know your LeBron, um, even Jokic, who's like you know doing everything. I think Luca was kind of just forced into this role. And is doing it exceptionally really well. well, while also being like it's only—is this his third year, fourth year? Third year. He's just—he's incredibly young, and he like—he still has so much to learn. Yeah, and, and I mean, he's—I mean, what he's got twenty-nine, eight, nine, in his third year. How old God. is he? Twenty, twenty-one. He's young. He's super, super young, and it's just—if you're already that good, like just imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, you, I've been watching him, and it's—I didn't realize how big he was. Yeah. Like I, he's just a he's just big, so it's like he's gonna step back and hit a three in your mouth, or he's gonna bully you at the rim. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it surprises me every time he does something like that. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize he was that big. Yeah. He's like strong. I'm like, dang, he's got he's got a lot a lot to his game. Yeah, he's unreal. Uh, I don't know. For me, the he, he's a the best. I mean. I mean, he was arguably a top five player, but the best yeah. the best young player of you know they talk about all these young guys that are gonna start taking over and start dominating the league. For he's me, already doing for, it. Yeah, exactly. And he's already had playoffs. He's already had big moments in playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's been, I mean he hits clutch shots and um, I mean I love watching him. He and you can tell how passionate he is about the game. He gets so frustrated, which I think is kind of it's uh, like a double edged sword. He, you know, he could get a little bit better as far as like masking emotions and things like that. But like you can tell he loves it. And you can tell he gets mad at himself when he doesn't do like when he makes a mistake yeah. and things like that, which is good. You want that fight in the guy. And it's like and it's crazy that, you know, him being so young and doing I mean, doing basically you know, doing almost everything for this team. And he makes, you know, he makes a mistake down the stretch and he gets so frustrated himself. Like and then people are takes it on himself saying like, yo, that game was my fault. Yeah. It's like, bro, you did everything. You I mean, need, you need help. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's just what it is. You can't do it all by yourself. Yeah. And, and but he's doing his best job at doing it by himself. Right. And I do. I, I do like Chris Stapps as a compliment to him. You were kind of rap on him a little bit, but I, I, I think they do. I think they need another guy. Um, I mean, they need a, you know, they need a, a solid number two. I don't think Kristaps is quite the number two. He's inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, I, he's he, maybe he, maybe he's gonna lock it in. He's coming back off, you know, uh, just had injuries. a big game. Yeah, he's coming back off injuries, and he kind of seems like, you know, injury prone. So it's hard, it's hard to get into a rhythm and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I know what Kristaps is capable of is, it, it's high. His ceiling is high. Yeah. So. I mean, if he can get locked in, you know, I mean, maybe you they can this, make a deep run. You see this giant pull up from 30 feet and splash. It's like, yeah, bang. When he gets it locked in, you guys are gonna have a tough time. Yeah, and he's like, it's fluid too, and he has, I mean, he has like the fadeaway, he has the mid range game. Um, 
his defense, I feel like he could work on a little bit. But that's just the Mavs as a whole. Yeah, I think it's all of them. It's not just him. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the Mavs. I think the biggest fault there as because they're they're always a top five offense or top ten, top five. Mm -hmm. They just can't stop anybody. Yeah. So they they have to win games one forty to one thirty five. Yeah. But I mean they'll lock it in. Um. So yeah, I mean that's our top five list. I'm. I mean, I'm happy with mine now, but again, I mean, I'll go, I'll go watch a game tomorrow, and I'll be like, man, I should have brought that guy up. Or, I mean, I mean, my honorable mentions, you brought up CJ McCollum. Um, I have him there, but I was like, I mean, he was a little further down. I mean, I had Donovan Mitchell, who was right outside, who yeah. I, I guess that I wanted to put in. Um, Zach Levine. He's been going And then off. now that Kyrie Irving's a shooting guard, him too. I mean, he's close up there. Um, and I was thinking about CJ McCollum as well. It, it, and he was the one I was thinking about most where it was like, Man, it's crazy that he's never made a made an All Star game. It's crazy. He was, he was on pace, and then he got hurt because he was mm-hmm. he was he was like the almost no, the one option for yeah. the beginning of the season. Then he got hurt. Right. But he was going off. So I, man, I'm excited for the Blazers this year too because if he can play like that, if they can have, like it's always been like a one two punch at Dame CJ thing. But if it's like if it's like a one one and they're both playing on like the same caliber of you know scoring and and Dame's defense has stepped up, so that's been that's really good for them. If they can do that, I mean, they can make a deep. They can make a good playoff run. I feel and like they've done it before. Always, yeah, exactly. They're always, always quietly they're doing always it. there. Yeah, and then you know they get they get bounced at some point in the playoffs, and then everyone wants to hate and even talk trash, even though there's yeah. a really good team they would lose. They yeah. lost to. It's like it's like you're. They just lost. They lost to a playoff team. They the lost last to two, another really good team. The last two years, they lost to the Warriors and the Lakers, who won won the championship and won would have if they didn't get all get hurt. Right. So I mean. And like, I mean, every other game, I feel like they they've lost like every other year to the Warriors too. Yeah. Who are incredibly good teams. Like it's not that they're not losing. Every other team also lost yeah. to the Warriors. So. And the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no one beat those Warriors, and yeah. it's like, oh, oh, they lost in the first round. It's like, well, I mean, they had to go up against the team that won it all in the first round. Does it matter when they face them? They they. Yeah. Every other team, yeah, you're right. Every other team lost to them. No, it doesn't. You still lost them in the finals. You lost them in the second round. Lost them in the third. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, you losing the first round is better than losing in the finals. That's just how. <laughs> how yeah, think. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God, Dame has zero finals losses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Top five list. Uh, you got anything else more to say on that? No, it's just loaded. So, some players also like Paul George could also he's like could be considered a small forward or a shooting guard, but we were putting him in small forward. Yes, yeah. it would have made it even harder to make this list if he was in shooting guards. Yeah, um, so I used to think small forward is like the most packed position, but after doing this, it's definitely shooting guard. And I've already been looking at my small forwards, which I think we'll do a couple of weeks from now. But yeah, um, that one's—I mean—that's pretty loaded as well. Yeah. They're all. I mean, there's just man, there's a lot of just good players in the NBA. Yeah, Isn't that crazy. Oh yeah, so <laughs> I I saw uh, it was like a little stat thing from Patrick Beverly in high school, and it's like. He averaged like 38 <laughs> points a game, one state or something, and it was just absurd. And I, the, the, I first off, my brother seems to think you know he could he could he could put up 20 in the NBA if you give him a full game to play. You do. And I was, I just don't think I don't I don't know that everybody's aware of how good basketball players NBA players really are. But if you took the worst player in the NBA whoever it is, and put them up against yourself, you're scoring zero points and you're losing a one-on-one to 11 nothing. Like, you're not going to win. They will destroy you. They are freakish athletes who have been working on this their whole life. They're all stupid good. I mean, Patrick Beverly, 
Yeah. He's not known as for an offensive guy. He put up 40 in high school. Like, yeah. Like, it's <laughs> they're ridiculous. It's it's so easy to call a player a bum because they'll. I mean, you see like some dude comes off the bench and. You know, like a Jared Dudley. You see him, you're yeah. like, this guy, I can work this guy. <laughs> Jared Dudley would put your ass out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you you see any of these guys in the gym, that's the best player you've ever seen in your life. Uh, 100%. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not just the skill, which the skill is obviously ridiculous because that's all they work on. Mm-hmm. But just the way they move, just how athletic they are, it's like yep. it's it's not even comparable to like normal people. Yeah, and it's, it's something on, on TV I swear people look slower. Because when you, I mean, if you go to an NBA game and you actually watch them live, Bro. it's, I mean, we went to go see the Sacramento Kings. Darren Fox. Darren Fox is the fastest person I've ever seen in my entire life. So fast. I didn't realize it and until he, seeing him in person. You no, know, he looks fast on TV, but it's like, you don't really understand how fast, but you see it in person you're like, he got there yeah. to there that quick? How? How did he do that? Is that even allowed and as he, a human being? I mean, you see him jump off the court and he's like jogging, bro. I mean, he's like jogging like past people that are like actually like running fast breaks and like he's nuts. And like people's dribble moves, I mean, their cuts when they when they you know they burst towards the basket, things like that. It's so fast and it's so efficient and it's like it's the perfect angle so they can get around this guy, step through this guy. It's it's everything. They work on everything. Like you got <laughs> like step backs. Like you'll you know you go to a gym and play some pickup. You know you do a little step back and it gives you you know this much space one time there's a guy I've, I've seen at a gym before he, he was in the g league not even an nba player and he would hit a step back and i swear to god the dude stepped back 10 feet and it looked so effortless and just mm-hmm. like I, I don't people i don't think people understand it's yeah it's incredible that's it's amazing really and there's certain things like the timing of the step of step backs like i mean there's like one is like they, they create contact with you and nudge you a little bit and put you back a little bit further than they step back. There's also the timing of getting you to like, obviously you want you step back and they're trying to correct. And it's, I mean, when you play, I mean, when you're playing in the gym, no, you're not playing against anyone even remotely close to this level. No. And there's still dudes. I mean, you're lying. If you say there's not a dude that's worked your ass. Oh, def- yeah. There's, yeah. And you're like, this dude's good. I, he, he's, this dude's insanely good. I'm like, I'm struggling to guard him. You know, he's just good at basketball. And that he would get still, washed. He's, yeah, he's, he would get, he's eons away from anyone in the NBA. And like, that's the, the that's the worst player in the NBA. Like Damian Damian Lillard, he had a game winner like a week or two ago, and it was it was in, it was insane to watch. Like he like did like he like stepped back a little bit. The guy I think was marketing, I think came up and put his hand up, and then Dame like waited another second, and then he jumped like fit, j- jumped backwards. And shot the ball. It wasn't really like a fade, but the way he jumped backwards and it created this space and what should look like for normal people to be locked up. Mm-hmm. And the way he like jumped, it was amazing to me. Like, like what? What even is that? And then he just drains a shot in the dude's mouth, and you're like, Yep. What? And these dudes, I mean, they're ta- they're taking shots with like you know like this much space. Yeah. I mean, you see like their release, and like the hand is like right there. It's just the way they angle themselves in the air mm-hmm. or how they jump just creates that space, and I'm yeah. just like. I would have never even tried to take that shot. Like, yeah, and like you, you're like uh, as you know, if someone they they practice that shot and they know exactly how much space they need, and they'll take you know their their regular their regular release because mm-hmm. they know it's they they know they only need this much space to do it. But I mean, there's a lot of um, there's you know you know when you you, know, you take a jump shot and someone has a good contest on it and you kind of raise your arm a little bit higher to get it over them or you release a little bit higher and things they like that. that. They don't do that. Yeah. They don't do that very often because they're like, I know the shot's gonna get off. And if you know they get blocked, they get blocked obviously, but they they take the same shots every time. They just it's just reps. And it's just the work. People don't understand the work and just 
on just the gift they have itself and how they've crafted it. Yeah. I mean, NBA players are good. Who would have thought? Clay, you can't score 20 in the NBA. Sorry. No, you can't. You <laughs> could maybe score four on a half-court heave and one. I'll have to be uncovered. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, jazz. Let's go and talk about the Jazz. I do. Man, they're they're uh, they look unstoppable. They give they give me a lot of uh, they give me like last year's heat or bubble heat vibes. Not in necessarily like the sense of um of like their style of play or anything like that, but they have I mean they have a perfect um, a perfect rotation that works for them. These guys all know each other super well. They're all they know their play styles. They all work together. They're all unselfish. They have exactly what they need right now to win. And they're showing it. They're they're beating every team. See, they look great, and they they might even get the one seed. Who knows? But I, it just it gives me really just like the Bucks of the last couple of years vibes, or like the Hawks a few years ago when they won like sixty something games. It's just like for every game for them, they have it all. It's all all gas, like turned on all the way, one hundred percent all the time. Like they they're like their their switch is already flipped, and it's just. In the regular season, that works, and that's going to win you a lot of games. But then they're going to—I feel like they're getting the playoffs, and their game isn't—it doesn't elevate anymore because it's at what it, it's at its peak. When other teams like the Lakers or the Clippers or the Nuggets, when they get to the playoffs, they turn it on and they—they're even better than they were in the regular season. We were just talking about Donovan Mitchell, how he elevates in playoffs. Donovan Mitchell does, but right now, I mean, there's not really much to elevate from when you're doing this well. It just it just really reminds me of those type of teams where it's like they tried super hard, super super hard in the regular season, which is important. You know, you want to see that competitiveness in, in games, which is true. But I just when you're going all out like that, you kind of show your hand almost, mm. and that's why te- like those those Bucks teams haven't gone very far yet, and that that Hawks team lost first second round or whatever it was. It just I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious to see how well they do in playoffs because I they've won. Like last year, I think they were out first round, and they've gotten to the second round a couple times, but I don't, I don't know. I think they stepped up this year. Um, I do want to talk about my boy, Rudy Gobert. God, I love it. Dude. If you show me that stupid sleeper MVP thing, I am walking out. No, he's not a, I don't think he's a sleeper MVP. But, I mean, you, you saw it. The, the, I mean, uh, I don't think the stats tell the full story, but on both sides of the floor – He's, he's affecting both sides of the floor. They're a better team offensively and defensively when he's on, which is crazy. I would have obviously expected them to be better defensively, but offensively too, which is, is a little weird because he's not that great of an offensive player. He's not as good as you know, other other bigs who have you know, they have jump shots, they pull he's, threes. He's terrible on offense. <laughs> he's soft. But he's what they need. He fits. Uh, didn't Jokic score 50 the other day on uh, Rudy Gobert? How's that going to work in a seven-game series? When the Nuggets, the Nuggets turn on and you know Jamal Murray's going off, well, I, mean, I don't know how it's going to translate. I think their defense is, is a problem, but Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert isn't guarding Jokic. He's not guarding him on the perimeter. Not well, at least he's, he's not guarding him on the perimeter. Jokic is a, is a paint is a is a rim protector. Yeah, Rudy Gobert is one dimensional. So, but that's that's it's working for them clearly. Yeah, it's good yeah. and it's helping both sides of the ball. Uh, I I think so. I think the there's. With, with with when it comes to big men, big men, they almost get like the short end of the stick when it like when it comes to building a team. So for the most part, when you know when you look at I would say like ninety percent of your NBA teams or maybe like eighty five, 
but for the most part they're they're building around a perimeter player mm-hmm. and the bigs just kind of have to adapt to that mm-hmm. and a lot of the t- a lot of the times you know you'll see you'll you'll see uh, a lot of like big a, bit, a lot of big men they'll sign these huge contracts and then they won't be able to perform they won't perform mm-hmm. as well and it's because they aren't the same they aren't a good fit for the team because their their teams aren't built around them they're built around the perimeter players yeah and the bigs kind of fall short and then they you know they get they get hated on and all these sorts of things but so Rudy Gobert took on this fat contract I didn't think it was a good idea I'll be the first to admit that but one he's proving it right now and two he's the, he's what they need clearly you can't say he's not because it's working so it's you know he could have easily you know it was I feel like I honestly expected him to drop off and I'll, I'll be the first to say that but not he's not. All he's got to do is play. He just plays some defense. Stands by the rim and blocks some dudes every now and then. You know, I mean, <laughs> he plays exceptional defense. He's how much money did he get? I don't know. Too much. Yeah. Not too much, but <laughs> too much. A lot. He got a lot. Too much for money. not going to make the Western Conference Finals. That's a little too much for me. I mean, you don't know that. Um, I would put money on it. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it if they did. They. So again, I I I think big men they kind of get they kind of get screwed over in that sense. But he stepped up to the plate. He's filling in his role. He's doing it well. He's helping them win games. He's I don't know how he's affecting the offense, but so he's a, he's a solid two hundred million dollar role player. I don't think he's a role player. I think he's a uh, I, I think he's a, he's definitely better than that. I get I I I, See, I, I hate this because clearly I don't like Rudy Gobert. I love Donovan Mitchell. So it's so it's so like ah oh, it's just like I, I, I want to root for them, but then I'm like. Yeah, but then if, if they win, it's going to be look at Rudy Gobert instead of, I don't know. I, it sucks to have to watch someone you don't like and someone you like on the same team. Hey, it's man. Real, it's real bittersweet for me. It's Valentine's Day. Show some love. Hey, I love Donovan Mitchell. Bro. Show some love for Rudy Gobert. Um, I want to go a little more so into Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I think Donovan Mitchell is, is another one of those guys who got, who got to the Jazz and was just a perfect fit. He was exactly what they needed at the time. And it still this is still the time. Um, cause I mean, when they got, when they drafted him, they had just lost Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. So they filled in the shooting guard spot. I mean, the dude just, he just goes and he takes shots and he makes shots and he's able he's to not score afraid at all. Yeah, he's exactly. Relentless. Yeah. And he's able to do that really, really well. And it's just, it's just a, it's just a well knit team right yeah, he, now. And really... I think before, I think that's just, they're well coached and they all have a role and they all play it well. And it's almost like, you know, you don't need to. Just because you don't put up crazy numbers, or you know, with Donovan Mitchell, like I said, I've always had a you know a hate for not a hate, but like I always thought he could be more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you know when you're when you're being that scoring guy and you know the number one uh, the number one uh, scorer for your team, you obviously you're going to be less efficient, and it doesn't matter if you're going to be less efficient. You're still making those tough shots because they can still get to you down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, and you know defenses are still going to look and be like, yo, I mean this this dude's making tough shots. I mean I'm guarding him the best I can. It's just, it's just a matter of fit, and it's a matter of the biggest thing for me is that impact, and he has immediately impacted the Jazz, and I and, think Rudy Gobert does the same, and they are solid together. And Donald Mitchell, he's he's like he's a really good leader, like he's really he's like selfless. He, you know, he he loves playing with all these guys, and he's like he's big in his community. It's just it's cool to see that from such a guy, a guy that's so young to be like that mature and like his his leadership and how he handles himself being a superstar, or superstar might be a little strong right now, but. Being being like a top a really good player and he just I don't know he handles it well and he's 
he's really good, especially in the playoffs. I love yeah. watching him. And he, he absolutely steps up in the playoffs. I know, I know. <laughs> he might need to break out a different dunk every now and then, though. He's yeah. got that same dunk he does every time. <laughs> he was in a dunk contest, too. Yeah. He has more in his arsenal. Every time yeah. I see a dunk, I just think about, I'm like... I've this, seen this before. Was this last year? Oh, this was today. <laughs> this is today. I love the dunk. It gets me hyped every time, but it's maybe maybe mix it up. I'm kind of sick of it. I mean, I was hyped one. I was hyped a couple times, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't matter. Two points is two points. It's all. It's a. It's a hard dunk. It's a vicious yeah. dunk. And it, it, but yeah, it's the same every time. It does make me laugh a little bit. Now it's like now at this point I like it again because it, it makes me laugh. It's like, like the exact same every time. It it's, is. it's cool because it's like his. He's got a signature, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is. It really is like a signature. I don't know, man. I got a lot of. I, 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 I've turned around. I like the Rudy Gobert. I mean, I've always liked Rudy Gobert, but this year especially, with seeing how the well the Jazz are performing, and the more I hate up. him, the more you've become to love him. I see. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I see. <laughs> but you have come over to the Donovan Mitchell side, which is nice to see. I never really disliked Donovan Mitchell. I just, I, I thought. I mean, again, he, he, there's he. I thought he could have been more efficient, but now I'm kind of more realizing that it's just it's all about what your team needs, doing what your team needs, and you know if you want to call yourself a role player, the fact of the matter is everyone's a role player. Everyone plays a role. I mean, whether your role is to be whether your role is to be Luca and put up 29, nine and eight, or if your role is to you know be a, just you know kind of a pure scorer type. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna get buckets. Which a lot of lots of the the shooting guards list you would notice like their their assist numbers aren't very high because that's what they're do, that's what the yeah. Air Force is the score. They're, they mean they're there to get buckets. They yeah. and that's what they do and they all do it really well and that's why shooting guards have always dominated the league and they always score at such a high clip. Yep. And now it's kind of it's kind of been shifting into the small forwards because you see the small forwards who are just they are they're just as polished they can shoot just as well they can dribble just as well they can drive but they're just taller and bigger and stronger. Yeah. Which is crazy to even think about. That's why I love Jason Tatum, man. Dude's fucking huge. You're you're it's you're huge. turning you're turning on a lot of these guys. You're starting to like a lot of these players. Yeah, I am. It, it's a trip. I just I don't know, man. I like more. I like I I kind of I've been it's it's been it's been harder for me to like to dislike them because I just I'm realizing they all they all I mean they're, they're all good. super good. And they yeah. all do something super well. Yeah. And as you know, it's for me. It's all about it's all about impact. How you can impact winning, and impact winning. I I, I haven't we haven't talked about this yet, but the Lakers just played just had three straight overtime games against bad teams, like in the middle of the season. Oh yeah, where they they could have just mailed it in. And two of these games, AD wasn't playing, and they could have just mailed it in and just taken the loss and whatever. But I I think it's amazing that LeBron. All three games played 40 plus minutes, made big shots, big defensive plays to win those games, and I, I hope we remember this this week. If they get the number one seed and they're by two or three games, just to think back to these games and be like, damn, it's crazy for my guy in his 18th season to be doing that and help his team get the the one seed where they get to play some, you know, bottom of the barrel playoff team instead of someone who could have been a lot tougher. Yeah, which is hard to even say. There's almost no bottom of the barrel in the West. That's true. You seen the comparison? It's like the the 12th team in the or like the 11th team in the west would be like fifth in the east ridiculous yeah man they need to rework these conferences they need to they need to add a couple they need to add a couple teams yeah and add them to the west because when you add a team it's obviously really hard to be successful right away and then get a few teams to the east yeah, they were they were talking about the like possibly doing expansion teams and if they did i think they could go 
it was you could put one in Seattle and one in Vegas. Yeah, baby. Which would give Seattle their team back, and then you know Vegas is starting to get teams, so it's starting to be a thing. And then you'd move a team like the Grizzlies, the Pelicans to the East. I think were those two that we were thinking to move. And that I mean those teams are they're of young and up and coming, so they'll be it hopefully would bolster the East. And they're in the East. They're literally physically in the East. It's never made especially <laughs> Grizzlies, bro. They're in Tennessee, like a West. I don't know. New Orleans, they're. I mean, and they're yeah, they're closer to the West, but they're still East. <laughs> I mean, they're I guess west of the East Coast. Yeah, <laughs> they're still they're East. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be excited for some expansion teams, man. I'd be so juiced if Vegas got a team. It'd be so dope. Vegas deserves it. There's no reason that they we've been been hating on Nevada for too long just because we have gambling. Yeah, now everyone loves their gambling. Yeah, everyone, lo- yeah. everyone hopping on yeah, that we've draft been on Kings. That. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even do draft Kings. Yeah, because it's unfair. We have an advantage. Not my fault y'all didn't learn how to gamble. Yeah, what? with that shit. <laughs> I made 1500 before I even turned 21. <laughs> and then I turned 21 and gave it all back. <laughs> it's a true story. Uh. Fucking stupid-ass Vegas. <laughs> anyway, um... Oh, I forgot to ask you last week. One last thing. How'd you like the weekend's halftime show? I, I think uh, whoever was controlling the the soundboard, whoever was controlling the weekend's voice, it was not loud enough. I the music was so much louder. I could, you could barely hear the weekend. So I thought the I thought the show was really cool. Um, Big weekend fan, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. The biggest. I love him. Uh, I, I thought it I thought it was really cool. I, I it almost. It almost got hyped up a little bit too much. One in my own brain because I love the weekend, and then that whole thing is like, oh, he dropped like seven mil of his own money to create that. That's some BS too, because like I don't know what was so much seven million dollars worth of that show that was different from other shows that yeah. the NFL couldn't pay for it. But I thought it was cool because like they couldn't have the same sort of performances they normally could have because COVID or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really it was really creative and cool. Yeah. And some some of those songs, like you'd be performing, I would get goosebumps. I'm like, oh, ooh, this was cool. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I I, I think they could have. I think he picked a lot of under the radar songs. I knew all the songs, obviously, yeah, yeah. but I think he picked a lot of under the radar songs. And I think you could have gone with some more, um, I guess, some more of the hype songs, some more well known ones, just because it's a Super Bowl halftime show, and you know, not everyone's a, a fan of the weekend. Not everyone knows all his music, yeah. especially in football. It's kind of a different culture of football fans. But yeah. I, I mean, I really love the show. Um, it's I mean you 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 compare it to other shows and things like that and I think the best best shows in my opinion were the ones where multiple artists came out I love Collapse I do I mean that's just in my opinion but I thought I mean for him being alone I, I mean I thought it was a really great show and yeah. I thought it was super cool I thought when he went to that room with all the mirrors it was kind of like it was I, a trip I, I liked it it was mm-hmm. cool and then he was gone and then all the dudes like dude it was like so in that mirror room there's like eight dudes with like the masks on and it was like really cool and then you get outside and there's like a thousand oh, yeah, dude, you're like yo <laughs> and i was like I, I was like i was half expecting like all the people to like rip their masks off and have like some sort of like like makeup to all look like the weekend yeah because i thought that was like kind of the whole concept of that it's like the it's like the facial re- uh, reconstruction mask yeah and i thought that was what's gonna happen i was like that's where that seven mil went this man just went and paid for like the, the that silicone makeup. makeup stuff for all them obviously it didn't happen but i thought it was a really good show i loved it what's your favorite halftime show you think Coldplay really yeah Super Bowl 50 Coldplay is it because the Panthers were there no it's because it sucked 
And then Bruno Mars and Beyonce came and saved that. And that yeah. was great. That it was uh, baller. Yeah. Everyone was like Coldplay, and I was like, was I was like Coldplay, and they were playing, bruh. And like it was, yo, thank God. It wasn't even like Coldplay didn't even have very much time on their own. And thank God for that, bro. Dude. I almost, I almost got up and left that shit. <laughs> it was boring. I almost got right up and left. Yeah, it was and even then, boring because it was daylight still. Because it's in San Francisco, <laughs> and it was just like this yeah. sucks. There's not even lights. Yep. They, you can't. They sound not great. And then, uh, and then you know, Bruno and Beyonce come out, and you're like, yo. <laughs> and then it was hype, bro. I mean, I love Bruno, and who doesn't love Beyonce? And oh, then yeah. they stole the show. I don't even know if Coldplay probably just left midway through the show. <laughs> like, damn, we shouldn't have invited them. They just killed us. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who. I mean, it was great, and it was so cool because no one even knew that they were gonna come out. At least yeah. I didn't. Yeah, um, I like when they bring out people. Yeah, I think it's dope. What's your what's your favorite? Katy Perry. That's a good one. I love me some Katy I Perry. I love Katy Perry. Where she comes on that big ass lion. And then you got the dancing shark. The love shark. Legendary. I love those. Those class. Those were like when memes first came out, bro. Oh, love yeah. shark. Yeah. <laughs> I love that show. Dog. That <laughs> is the funniest thing. I didn't even notice it in like the actual show. And nope. then all you see is like, you know, everything on like Twitter and everything. And you see, you're like, the fuck was love shark doing? <laughs> love shark. I guarantee so you, Whoever was supposed to be left shark, they canceled or something. They got the jitters. They left. They got sick, bro. They had COVID eighteen. I don't know. And then they just slapped some other dude out there, and he's just like, Yeah, <laughs> he's just totally <laughs> off beat. Like, what is even happening? <laughs> I didn't even notice because so much is going on in those halftime shows. See, it's, it was it created the what a, a fantastic meme, yeah. and the show was really good. Yeah. And the person who did Left Shark, you know, no one even knows who they are. So it's like they're not embarrassed or nothing. They're an icon, but they're not embarrassed in real life. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) They just reaped all the benefits. (laughs) That's the best possible way to be made fun of on the Internet. Oh, could you imagine? Like, yeah, I'm friends with Left Shark. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bro, bro. For a background dancer, we got Left Shark. Oh, shit. We got Left Shark. Oh, my God. What? You got left shark? <laughs> I guess you're like a real director. You're like, why? Why would you get him? They didn't know what they were doing. It's the star power, my guy. <laughs> left shark is an icon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this has been good. I like this. We stray away from sports towards the end. Because <laughs> I forgot to ask you. Because I was like, oh, this is Guardian was probably pumped about this, and then I forgot last episode. I was mad actually, because um, not mad. I was like mad during my dad. My dad doesn't know who The weekend is, which I was watching with him, and he was just ripping him the whole time. And I was like, I'm not going to sit here and listen to your slander. So I just, like, I, like, ignored him. I, like, went and sat, and he was, like, out of my view, and I could just hear his annoying comments in the back. And he's like, where'd the seven million go? He's then just, you know, critiquing every little part of the show. He was just doing it to get on my nerves. But I was like, <laughs> shut up. I was like, I need to focus. I need to watch this halftime show. <laughs> this is the best moment of my life. Oh, my God. Didn't disappoint. Yeah, I liked it. I was happy. Super Bowl could have been not necessarily could have been better. Could have been a closer game, unfortunately. But we already talked about that bullshit. Yeah. Um. Anything else? Uh, sports related, man. Not today. Yeah. I forgot. I was gonna. I was gonna mention uh, that this is the uh, the all love Valentine's episode. But I was about to say the same you, thing. You did a lot of hate. You did a lot of hating today. So. If you just go bare. You're just a salty man. Sorry. <laughs> Give me anybody else. I'll. 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 Do you want me to talk about LeBron? I could do it for another hour. You're wearing a jazz jersey. Yeah, that's a Donovan Mitchell jersey. It is a jazz jersey, but I was t- I was he's number three on my shooting guards. He wasn't even on yours. I was loving Donovan Mitchell. I, well, I really wanted him to, and I'll uh, I mean I love him three thousand. You got the Iron Man behind you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I forgot to put that up. That's pretty sick. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess that's it. I don't know why I'm checking my watch. Yeah, it's about time we uh, wrap this up. Yeah. Later.